Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Well, good morning. It is Tuesday, March 7th. It is six minutes after nine, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's start off talking about Tucker. It's time to talk Tucker. So the Fox News host aired some newly released footage on his show last night from January 6th. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy granted him access to more than 40,000 hours of the Capitol security footage. Tucker said Democrats in Congress, assisted by Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, lied about what happened that day. They are liars. All right. So before we get into this, why don't we go ahead and play Tucker's little intro Mm -hmm. to the segment? Then we'll talk about what the video said. With that, here's the video. It doesn't answer every question from January 6th. Far from it. But it does prove beyond doubt the Democrats in Congress, assisted by Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, lied about what happened that day. They are liars. That is conclusive. And that fact should prevent them from ever being taken seriously again. We're going to begin tonight with footage that shows you what was actually happening inside the Capitol. The footage does not show an insurrection or a riot in progress. Instead, it shows police escorting protesters to the building, including the now infamous QAnon shaman. Watch. Okay, so I think the video that many people have seen now is, and I know that one guy's going to get mad at me, but Viking guy. Viking guy, yeah. Rolling around the Capitol, Mm -hmm. and the police officers are just following him. Yeah. They're not trying to stop him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't appear to be in some brutal conflict with them. You see way worse every single day in the city of Indianapolis than what you saw there. And so this idea that, oh my gosh, these people just strong-armed their way into the Capitol and they just by brute force Mm -hmm. took hold of Nancy Pelosi's office, this video just totally refutes that. I mean, they, they were just, they were walking behind this guy the same way I've seen a million times on On Patrol Live where you have maybe a slightly inebriated suspect who's not actually a threat to anyone. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's just make sure this guy gets where he needs to go without getting behind the wheel of an automobile. I mean, there is no sense of urgency from these people whatsoever to do anything about this guy. Yeah. Now, the one thing I will say is there wasn't any audio in any of the videos. So you can't really tell if they're talking to each other and if they are what they're saying. But it doesn't matter. I mean, the video that video is about as close to definitive proof as you can get that these people were not like bashing law. Right. I mean, the January 6th committee led you to believe, oh my gosh, these people came in with high-powered weaponry and were just gunning their way down into the nation's capital and every single off, uh, uh, office holder was at risk and we are so lucky that they didn't take the Capitol and then go to the White House. It's like something out of a Bond movie or something and drape another nation's flag mm-hmm. from the from the the. the the Capitol building. No, we only do that in Congress. (laughs) Just the Ukraine flag. Yeah, it is an absolutely, what it it appears to show here is an absolute epic failure by the Capitol Police to maintain order. I mean, we've all seen the photos over the years of, of, of the people being just, you know, politely walking around the Capitol and the police there not doing anything. Did people break the law? Yes. 
Should those people have been dealt with? Yes. But this video, or videos, plural, and I'm sure more are coming out, show that this was not anything like the January 6th committee wanted you to believe it was. Portland was way worse. Seattle was way worse. New York was way worse. Chicago way worse. Indianapolis way worse. Pick your favorite metropolitan city and there is a chance it was way worse than what you what happened in Washington, D.C. So another part of it was that they kept, he kept referring to the deadly insurrection which is what it was branded by the Democrat Party and Carlson, he focused on Sicknick who was the officer who died a day after the insurrection and he was saying that he was a prop and he was used as a martyr and you saw video of him walking around after he had been apparently attacked the video appears to refute much of what january 6th and that committee the january 6th committee was all about and this is where the problem lies and this is what people should actually be concerned about because Our government should be in search of the truth. And we talk about this a lot with our justice system, in which the justice system should be in search of the truth. And wherever that leads, regardless of politics, Mm -hmm. that is the one branch that is supposed to be above reproach, right? If it if it leads in a narrative that is beneficial to us politically, great, or, or our political leanings, great. If not, whatever. But what we are seeing now with January 6th, they had this information. Mm -hmm. It totally refutes the narrative they were pushing. And you now realize you had a group of people who professed to be in search of the truth, who were actually only interested in putting a narrative out there. Right, exactly. They were selecting specific videos to play for the American people and on that committee that fit their narrative. Yeah. Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and President Biden's fiscal 24 budget is due to be released on Thursday. It is expected to highlight the differences between Democrats and Republicans, the same differences that are driving the debate on raising the nation's debt ceiling. Cringe Jean Pierre at a press conference yesterday and she continues to say no dice on Biden negotiating spending cuts. Because, well, they probably know that the Republicans are weak and will eventually cave. Take a listen. Is the president going to come back to the table with McCarthy to talk about it? What's the the plan here? He never came to the table to negotiate on the debt ceiling. That was not something that occurred. That is not something that's happening. We've been very clear. We're not negotiating around the debt ceiling. So she is making it very clear that Biden has no intention to negotiate. And Mm -hmm. if you are to go by track records... Mm. Now, let's pretend you don't care about the country at all, which the Democrats do not. Joe Biden does not. The left does not. If you don't care about the actual success of the country and getting things like inflation and uh, fiscal health and financial stability under control, then this is a great move because the Republicans always give in. The Republicans always cave. The Republicans always always back down and they know at his core no matter what concessions he made and snowed people like jim banks into voting for him 15 times they know kevin mccarthy is at his core an establishment rhino who is weak and actually doesn't object to all of this stuff 
he just has to pretend like mm-hmm. he is against it because mm-hmm. he need, because he's in a position of power and needs those people to stay in power. Yeah, the probability of U.S. defaulting has more than tripled since the start of the year. Now, Biden has repeatedly acknowledged the importance of negotiating a debt limit increase, calling it normal, calling it a great honor. But now... He's turning around and saying that there can be no negotiation. And here's the problem with this case. Somebody put together a little montage of Biden over the years actually praising Mm -hmm. negotiation when it comes to raising the debt ceiling. Uh, And this is the great thing about the Internet, Casey. It is indeed forever. Take a listen. I have had the great honor of uh, spending hours and hours and hours, and you've covered my negotiating the debt limit and other things, with uh, with the leaders of the Republican Party. A lot of those new members who came here with my way or the highway, they'll either be on the highway or they'll learn that they have to have compromise. Really pleased and thankful all these guys showed up to begin the hard business of trying to deal with uh, what, uh, what, what's at hand here? How can you explain the fact that grown men and women are unwilling to budge? It's going to be, uh, you know, what it ordinarily would be, a normal political battle. Some of them are still unwilling to budge by taking an absolute position, my way or no way. That's not governing. We're going to lay down not a hard negotiating position, but let's make sure each of us understand what the, where the other guy's coming from. Okay, you get the idea. It goes on and on mm-hmm. and on and on. I mean, uh, he's got just years and years and years and years as a senator, mm-hmm. as a vice president, of saying, oh, yeah, you know. Compromise. You, yeah, you got you to do this. You got to work together. You got to blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. And but this when is, he's the man, well, right, and it's this, absolutism. And this is what people are sick of in this country is nobody's real anymore. And what I mean by that is people who have taken positions for years and years and years because that's actually their position and that's actually common sense, then try to act like that never happened Mm -hmm. and anything contrary to their current position in the moment is totally ridiculous and as though people who are different than their current position, even if it is the position that they have had for decades are now dishonest brokers who want to destroy the nation. Well, he wanted to compromise when he was in the Senate, but now that he's in the big chair, he doesn't want to do that. But, but And it happens on both sides. The dishonest brokerage and the, shame, the just shameless behavior from these politicians. Uh, Casey, I guess, and you saw this last night, I, you know, I don't know if you were still up at 1145 when that raging lunatic representative from Seymour was still fighting with me on social media. Which he's still doing He's still doing this morning. He's, I think they're supposed to be in session and he's still fighting with me. But now I guess, and I don't know if this is just the dishonest, represented from Seymour's opinion or if he now speaks for the Republican Party we're going to get into this later mm-hmm. that the property tax thing mm-hmm. that's now Biden's fault right somehow state property taxes that the state controls and sets up somehow now that's Biden's fault so everybody's doing it Casey and the people whether it's at a state level or a federal level they keep getting screwed because these politicians don't want to own their baggage well and it's just like Pete Buttigieg blaming Trump for all the train derailments although Pete Buttigieg has been in office for almost two years now uh, it, where it, have you been we, we what are, are you doing with your time we are we are we are in such trouble as a nation and I'm struggling to find the words for it right now because it is so alarming what's happening and when you see it happening from both parties at all levels of government the Republicans in Indiana trying to blame property taxes on Joe Biden is no less ridiculous 
than Joe Biden trying to act like neg- he hasn't for decades said you must negotiate. Compromise. Other day. It's happening everywhere yeah. and you are getting screwed and there's nowhere to run because neither party cares about you at all. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 23 minutes after nine with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC taking a look at trending stories. This audio from Joe Biden is trending. He was addressing the International Association of Firefighters on Monday. He came armed with jokes. He said doctors had to take off the top of his head to see if he had a brain. He was referring to when he had some brain aneurysms. You literally, my fire company at home, saved my life. I came back from a trip after being away for a couple of days, and I had uh, these terrible headaches, was diagnosed with having a, a, uh, anyway, they had to take the top of my head off a couple of times, (laughs) see if I had a brain. But I, all kidding aside, what happened was uh, it was a snowstorm, and I had a cranial aneurysm, and I had to be operated on immediately. They were checking to see if he had a brain. Also trending, the Indianapolis Zoo. They have announced that the 16-year-old African elephant Zahara is pregnant and due in October. The calf is going to complete the third generation in the herd. Elephant's gestation period, 22 months long. Zahara is 15 months in and doing well. That's a long time. It's almost two years. Yes, yeah. That's a very long time. To have time. a baby. Yeah. Very uh, long. Also trending, Snoop Dogg. He's announced a trip to Indianapolis in July. It's the high school reunion tour. It's going to hit Ruoff Music Center in Noblesville on July 20th. The concert's part of a 33-city tour. He's going to be joined by Wiz Khalifa, Too Short, Warren G. and Burner, and also featuring special guest DJ Drama. Pre-sale tickets go on sale today. Sales for general public begin on Friday at 9 a.m. Um, burner. Burner. Kev, Warren that G sort of seems burner. like you would totally be in line to see Burner live and in concert. Casey, I do have a quick question for you, though, mm-hmm. about Snoop Dogg. Okay. How is it that he has escaped everything that everybody else would get canceled for? Mm-hmm. Like, all the things he has allegedly done. Has he done jail time? I don't, I would not for half the stuff he's been accused of. Yeah. I mean, and you think about guns, mm-hmm. you know, language, violence, alleged mm-hmm. violence. Well, maybe that's uh, it. Alleged? Never convicted? That doesn't seem to stop <laughs> some people from getting canceled. Yeah. This guy, not only does he keep escaping the law, basically. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But he is like a mainstream. He's in TV shows. He's in commercials. What's up with the relationship with him and Martha Stewart? I don't know. I just don't understand how Snoop Dogg Mm -hmm. seems to be the one person who has allegedly done so many of the things that has totally derailed other people. And there's multiple allegations against him. And he just keeps... Like he's a sp- he's a spokesperson. He shares a stash maybe and just puts everybody in a good mood. I, I don't know. Uh, all right. So when we come back, Mike is going to join us. We're going to talk about the Republicans doing mm-hmm. nothing on the property taxes, and we're going to talk about why we have such a void of leadership in local governments across the state. It's on the way from ninety three WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. 
Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Amen. Amen. It's time to go to church. Take me to church. Here to preach to the choir from the bully pulpit, Pastor Micah Beckwith. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline. Back from Washington, D.C. All right, Beckwith, did some uh, very important people stroke you a check for a million dollars? Are you prepared to say you're running for Congress? Uh, I'm not prepared to say that yet. No, no one gave me a million-dollar check, I can uh, in all honesty tell you that. But I did have some great meetings, and there were a lot of people that were excited about a potential run for Congress. And, uh, and again, we're praying about it, and, and we're just making sure that we're doing our due diligence. And, and uh, I, Listen, there's nothing in me that really wants to go out to Washington every Monday you know, be there until Thursday, fly back. You know, I've got two little kids. It's it's not a it's not a life of just grandiose, you know, luxury that yes. you live as a congressman. But but I also recognize too that God has equipped me to go into these battles and if I if I need to be the one to fight for our future right now, then I'll I'll do it. So that's kinda of what we're just saying, is in my time, should I do this? And but but laying the groundwork and, and we'll see what happens. Casey, Somebody needs to fight for the people of Indiana because the people we got in there now sure aren't doing it. Yeah, and here's why I want uh, Beck with the run, Casey, because I'd like to go out there with him on these uh, when he goes for the week to work and just walk around him like Ed McMahon used to do with Johnny Carson. <laughs> and whenever Beck with says something to some uh, under, yeah, uh, yeah, whenever he goes up to like AOC and tells her how much she sucks at her job, I just go hey Well, I'd like for him to get the job because. I think he needs somebody on snack patrol at all times. And, you know, I'm really good at that. Boy, Micah hired all of his friends. <laughs> you know who that would, you know who that reminds me of? Diego Morales. Uh, <laughs> all right, Beckwith. So let's uh, let's turn our attention back here to home. Uh, it is another week. Uh, the Indiana Republicans still appear to have no plan whatsoever on the property taxes. Jim Lucas is now fighting with me uh, after 11 o'clock at night on Twitter and various other social medias trying to defend this. Now he's blaming state property taxes on Biden. Mm-hmm. What these people are just filled with excuses, and it is pathetic. Well, first of all, I think you and Jim need to come to church on Sunday. We'll have. A, I'm we'll always a in church, Micah. <laughs> he's on social media. <laughs> no, I uh, listen. I I agree with you, Rob and Casey. I I think that there is. There is a lack of proactiveness that the Republicans constantly find themselves in. They don't take the initiative to help people in Indiana, and they will always play. They will always play, uh, you know, reactive. Like, and, and they start throwing out the excuses. They say, "Well, it's not really our fault," or "I'm only one person," or "I can't get the job done." When we've been saying for months, "This is coming. You better fix it. You have time. Like, work on it right now." And then. All of a sudden, it blows up in their face. Like, what happened? We don't know. <laughs> like, it's Joe Biden's fault. You know, I, again, it, it, this is a huge dropped ball. If the re- Indiana Republicans cannot get the property tax issue fixed, this is going to uh, we, we are in jeopardy of losing our supermajority and also our majority as Republicans if they can't do this right. Because what, what good is it voting for Republicans if they're going to just be in, in, inept? 
in doing what they said they were going to do. It's like, okay, well, we might as well just give it over to the other side then. And, and the base does not come out during elections. The base does not get fired up because they're like, these guys cannot get the job done. Why should I waste my time knocking on doors, telling my friends and family to go to the polls? So we, we could be a blue state again if these guys don't actually start doing the things that will help Hoosiers. Mike, I have a question for you. So you said the same thing that I say every day on this show and on social media, and yet everyone is very nice to you, and I get a state rep from Seymour raging at me like a lunatic <laughs> after 11 o'clock at night. What is the difference between us? Well, I, I think I think the difference is that when, when I when I go at people, I, I really I'm not going at them. I I'm, I'll call out their policies. Like I, I'll try to. This is my prayer that I always ask the Lord. Like Lord, help me to see people the way that you see them, and I can identify their value not because of what they do or the job they have, but because God loves them. Like I can see that first and foremost, and so I, that kind of softens my heart when I'm going at them. But I can still call them out for not being good at their job or not doing the right thing. I mean, take Jimmy Carter, for instance. Jimmy Carter is a great example of somebody that loves the Lord. He's a solid believer. He was a horrible president. And and you can call him on that. You can say, hey, you were not good at your job. I love you as a brother in Christ, but boy, you were really bad at your job. And I think that's kind of when I, when I come at people in the political arena, I really try hard to separate their policies from their identity. Now, Sometimes they don't take it that way. Sometimes they, they will they will get very offended because they have made their politics their identity, and that's a really dangerous place for anyone to find themselves in. M- Micah, can we try this live on the air? I'm going to say a sentence to you as I would say it, and then you say it the way you say it. Can we try this? <laughs> okay. All right, are you ready? All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Jerry Tor is an incredibly lazy representative who doesn't care about taxpayers at all and should get off his ass and work for them instead of complaining about me. Now you try it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jerry Tor <laughs> Jerry Tor is a he's he's got a good heart and uh, he doesn't necessarily uh, knock it out of the park when it comes to issues like the property taxes, but uh, you know, Jerry also brings some value and we can talk about that value. <laughs> In other ways. Micah, are you sure you're not Southern? You just did a whole, God bless your heart. Yeah. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, y'all. Hey, let's talk about what the IEDC is doing with the $126 million buy in Boone County. Yes, that's uh, uh, unbelievably a big waste of money. And why the heck are they, why are they doing this? That's what... Like, guys, out of all the things that we can be focusing on right now, this is not it. So, uh, and stop stop spending our money this way. I don't know. It's a pretty cut and dry issue, in my opinion. Yeah, So, because how is it that we have a hundred? Now, in the new budget, in addition to the million and a half dollars in raises the House Republicans gave themselves, mm-hmm. they also had a half a billion to give the governor money to prop up mega corporations to strong-arm farmers to sell their land. But they claim when it comes to the gas tax or the property tax, man, we'd love to help you out, but we're just, we're tapped out. There's just no, I mean, these guys are professional Dine and dashers, aren't they, Micah? Well, it's the same thing that the Democrats are doing in Washington on the scale of we want to help Ukraine. Let's give Ukraine forty billion dollars to protect their their borders when our borders are crumbling at the southern border. So it's it's when you your your own house is not in order. Why the heck are you helping somebody else's house? The Republicans are doing the same thing here. They're saying, hey, we're not going to help out other. Uh, 
you know, Hoosiers, we're going to help out the big mega corporations. No, get your house in order first. Help out the normal average Joe. And then we can talk about what can we do for the mega corporations after our own house is in order. But it's it's this is Washington's plight. This is uh, this is Indianapolis's plight. I mean, it's it's the same exact thing going on. It's just on a smaller scale here in Indianapolis. Uh, okay, two things before I let you go. Number one, we talked about this yesterday. I know there are some contested uh, like mayor's races up in Hamilton County, but and we've seen this in Hendricks County. There is a real crisis in terms of people being willing to run at a local level for these municipal town and city councils. Micah sent me a thing yesterday. Hey, who are you endorsing in Brownsburg? My answer was nothing, no one, no one because there's no contested races. Yes. That's the problem. And and here's if anyone's listening to this and they've ever had a heart for potentially getting in to run for office, you should do it. And and I I think that's I think people think, "Oh, I could never do it. I don't have the money. I don't have the resources." No. Like, listen, if if you've got that passion in you, get in there and throw your name in the hat and see what happens. You may not win, but it but at least you're giving voters an option. And that's when you told me that that there are no contested races in Brownsburg. I, I said, that's the problem. We don't have options when we're going to the primaries in May. And, and really in Indiana, primaries are king. We have got to do better at, at getting good candidates in the primary because we always get to the general. I mean, it's like what happened with Todd Young, right? Like we get to the general and it's like, well, Todd Young's not, he's better than McDermott, sort of. You know what I mean? Like, I guess we'll vote, I guess we'll vote for him. Right. And, uh, <laughs> Think about the that is the Republican option. He's better than crazy Tom McDermott, sort of. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, that's the that was what voters had in November. Well, that's because we didn't have any we didn't have any options in the primary. Now, it isn't because that that race isn't because people didn't try to primary him. That race is because the system kept people out yes. from primarying him. So I would, if I get into power ever and into office, one of the big focuses I'm going to move on is trying to make it easier for the average person to run in any election around our state. I mean, they, I'm, and honestly, I hate, I hate the 17th amendment, the 17th amendment, it, it jacks stuff up. Uh, the Senate, when we put the senators to the popular vote in the state and we took it away from being nominated by and picked by the state legislatures, that, that screwed things up so bad in the U S Senate, because now we have nobody who's representing the state we only have we basically have two houses of representatives is what we have now and so most people don't even recognize how screwed up of a of a of a of an issue we have when it comes to the u.s senate races in general but that's just one example right there but get involved if you if you have a heart to run we need you to run so get involved give voters a choice micah beckwith do you hear what you're saying do we need to hold a mirror <laughs> up to you well, I, th- I think he's going to run, Casey. I think he's, I, he's going to run I'm, for something. He just doesn't know where we would best be fit for you to hand out the snacks and me to follow behind him and go, hey hey <laughs> Where are we doing that I, at, Micah? Whenever, whatever I can. I'm, I'm really thinking, okay, Casey and Rob, how can I best yep. use them? Thank you. I'm going to run for that office. That's yep. whatever <laughs> right, office that is. right. Where are our talents best yes. used? Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, the one and only Pastor Micah Beckwith. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thanks, guys. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. 
and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Nice. 48, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Hoosiers got a brush with fame in the unlikeliest of places over the weekend, the Beach Grove Walmart parking lot. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Mm-hmm. Will Farrell was in town. Have you heard? <laughs> okay, Casey. So, yes. I, first, okay, let me acknowledge that it is. If was he was he indeed making a movie? Mm. Do we know that? Do we even know what he was actually making? His production crew was in town, and they were filming a road trip style documentary about the comedian. Okay, so but this is not. He's making Anchorman three. No. This is not. It, it's something that he's going to post on the internet. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not. OK. So all of that aside, mm-hmm. why have people responded the way they have to this? OK, it's mildly interesting that the guy is making some sort of documentary and maybe Indiana will be a part of it. OK, that's like a blip news story. Mm-hmm. Will Ferrell rolled through Indiana on his way to making a documentary that will appear on such and such and you'll be able to see it. May of next year on so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Whatever. That's mm-hmm. mildly interesting. Mm-hmm. But we are stopping the Pacer game for him. Yeah, he was hitting some three-pointers before the game He's, started. Like, like they, acted like, they acted like it was a bigger event mm-hmm. than if the President of the United States had come to the city of Indianapolis and gone to the Pacer game. Kevin and I were talking about this before the show. Mm-hmm. It's not like Will Farrell has some deep-seated love for Indianapolis. He's probably going to end up mocking us, and the entire time he was here was like, look at these bumpkins. There's a reason he went to the Beach Grove Walmart, Casey. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm that's sure- the biggest thing to hit the Beach Grove Walmart since Hammer went there. And yet we act like, oh my is- gosh, Will Farrell was is- is here. Is Will Farrell, is he from California? Well, he lives. He, he lives in. Yeah, yeah I think he, he's originally from. Yeah, there. Is I, he? I think you're yes. right. He's a USC fan. I know that. I met him once in South Bend. He went to a USC Notre Dame game. I mean, he's an ass as a person. <laughs> he hates conservatives. He hates Republicans. He goes out of his way to make sure everyone knows he's an ass who hates conservatives, who hates Republicans. He hasn't done anything of note since. I don't know, maybe Anchorman that was remotely good. He did a movie called Eurovision that was pretty good. Like I said, he hasn't done anything of note in almost 20 years. I mean, Old School was great. The original Anchorman was fine. Elf was nice. Again, that yeah. was two, I think that was 2003. Mm-hmm. But see, the thing is, he makes people laugh. And you mentioned the president. Well, the president is very polarizing, but everybody loves to laugh. Yeah, he does you, bring. He brings and I don't, joy you think to he's flies. funny? I do think now, he's like, funny. Now, like, like a guy who you know hates your guts. We're going streaking in the quad. It was twenty years ago, Casey. That's the whole part of the conversation. It still makes me laugh today, though. It's still good, and he's not offensive. Him acting like he's it. not like Chris Rock, who's throwing out curse words every other word. You thought what he was doing, like at the Pacer game and stuff, was super funny. I didn't think that was very funny, but I think the characters that he plays in his movie it, movies are funny. Ricky Bobby, 
But we're stopping society. We he, stopped our society for this guy. It was as though Elvis had had arisen from Graceland. He's a and, national treasure. And was seen floating throughout the greater Beach Grove area. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not understand this. This guy, I am sure, Indiana is going to come off looking awful <laughs> in this documentary. And he's going to find it even more funny mm-hmm. that he's like, <laughs> those freaking idiots. Look at they, these Hoosiers. They rolled out the red carpet for me. They let me on the court at the Pacer game. These people were lining up to take photos with me. I mean, uh-huh. I just don't get it. Well, what did, okay, who was the guy who did the uh, the green flag for the Indy 500 last year? The, the, the Miles, guy, uh, yes. Miles Teller? Yeah, Miles Teller. Wouldn't you say Will Ferrell's a bigger star than Miles Teller? Yeah, definitely. So, Who? Exactly. But 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 we weren't were we I mean that's a single day event in which okay this guy is a part of the the Indianapolis Motor Speedway has made a choice mm-hmm. and they have chosen this guy right. and it's just like the pace car there have been a variety of different people over the years mm-hmm. who have been chosen to do that some bigger celebrities than others whatever. But it's not like the guy is rolling around town and people are who who was it? Miles Teller. Jax Teller was the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Is that who it was? <laughs> I don't know. I just, it was a random Saturday, and you're in the Walmart at Beach Grove, and then there's Will Ferrell. I, I, you would be like, oh, my gosh. No, I would not be. Because well, I told, people I've told be. you there's about seven people living in this world who I would walk across the street to have a conversation with. Mm-hmm. But the point is, it's not even that. Okay, so the random whatever. It's the just, oh, my gosh, Will Ferrell's at the pace. Game. <laughs> he also met 50 Cent while he was at the game. Again. Hugging each other. When was the last time 50 Cent was relevant? You don't listen to 50 When was Cent? into club? I'm certain I was either in high school or college. Mm-hmm. So that must have been a minimum 17 years ago. Yeah, but Elf is one of those movies that gets played seasonally now. Every Christmas, people watch that. So does does National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And if Chevy Chase were at the Pacer game, nobody would care. Oh, they'd care. People would make a big deal about it. The Pacers were naming their favorite Will Ferrell movie. Best Will Ferrell movie, Step Brothers. I'm going to say Step Brothers. Step Brothers? Anchorman. Talladega Nights. Step Brothers, mm-hmm. for sure. But close second, Elf. Step Brothers, number one, though. Best Will Ferrell movie. Elf. Yeah, he's been everything. That's between Anchorman and Semi-Pro. That's my two guys. I don't know. Will is the GOAT and one of the GOATs to me, but uh, Old School has to be a classic. Um, Step Brothers, still waiting on Step uh-huh. Brothers 2. Yeah. Okay, you just keep naming names of movies. I understand all the bad movies he's made. I get it. I don't understand, though, why a guy who has no connection to our city, uh-huh. who is probably going to ridicule and make fun of us, mm-hmm. and is laughing at the fact that we rolled out the red carpet for this guy. I don't, I don't get it. The ability to make people laugh is a talent, and people appreciate wow, that. He's like wild. the John Lennon of comedy. Boy, yeah, Will Ferrell and John Lennon put them in the same cup of soup together. You're spot on, Kevin. I couldn't have said it any better myself. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.